For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Thank you for joining another edition of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I'm Brian Ferguson. My guest today is best known for his time in the AWA, WCW, and WWF. He has worked with many of the pro wrestling great talents of the past and is well known throughout the world of professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to welcome Mr. Earthquake Ferris. Earthquake, thanks for coming out today on, on your busy schedule and bumps and thumps. Thank you so much for having me. I, I appreciate being here and stuff like that. Oh, you, you forgot to mention I'm a legend in my own mind. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no. famous, famous locally. <laughs> no, no. Hey, I remember you when I was a teenager Oh. Uh, in when you worked in the AWA and, and in the WWF in the in the 80s and 90s, and uh, what's well, so kind, very kind of you. Yeah, no, it's yeah. my pleasure to have you on, and I, and I really appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, it's it, this is a treat for me and our fans out there. I, I know when this drops, and they're like, oh yeah, I remember him, and they're gonna. I can just I, I know it. I, I have a good gut feeling about it. So I'm excited. I've had a couple resurgence. Um the latest is because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, people staying at home and mm-hmm. just, you know, watching old clips and old videos and yeah. stuff like that. So I've actually had a lot of um people requesting um my autograph and That's people great. sending me questionnaires and yeah. And it was just like, you know what? What's well, we're at home. I, we can't leave anywhere because of COVID. So we're watching all these old yeah. tapes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, well, okay. <laughs> I yeah. guess that's all right. You know, it's it's pretty good that you, you're keeping yourself busy. Yeah. But um, that's funny. Second other time was um, oh, I think back in the mid mid 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, ESPN Classics came on aboard and uh, just started ESPN Classics, and they were showing old uh, AWA wrestling shows. Yeah. And, um, you know, the kids, the high school kids and stuff were like, yeah. hey, why did we just saw you on TV last night? Like, what do you mean you saw me on TV last night? <laughs> they go, yeah, you're on uh, ESPN Classics. And I'm going, yeah. okay, well, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm a classic old old timer here. Uh, you know, I you know, I remember like I said, watching you as a kid and a uh, teenager and then uh I thought you were great, so 
Oh, thank you so yeah, much. You bet. So, it means a lot. It means yeah. a lot. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, your, your growing up, uh, your family life, and, and your schooling. Uh, where'd you grow up? And uh, um, I, I grew up in a town where, where I'm actually still in, uh, a town called Antioch, California. It's about 60 miles um, east of uh, San Francisco. Okay, yeah. And Oakland, right around that area there. Um, grew up in a Lebanese-American family. My parents were Lebanese, both my parents, but both of them were born in uh, America. Uh, but my grandparents, both sets of grandparents were born in Lebanon. Okay. So, uh, we, you know, really strong, strong um, Lebanese background and, and Lebanese upbringing and that type of stuff. Um, I went to, uh, you know, uh, Holy Rosary, a Catholic school uh, up until my eighth grade year. And then I went to Antioch uh, High School. Um, that's the school that I teach at now. Actually. Okay, great. Uh my my years, my high school years, ended up going to uh, Las Madonnas College for uh, my junior college, a year and a half there, um, played sports, football, track, um, didn't have wrestling at that time at, at LMC, um, so um, when I played football, I got recruited, a few different colleges. Uh, I ended up choosing uh, San Francisco State University. Okay. Um, and uh, the reason why I chose San Francisco State pretty much was because was of the cool weather, the San Francisco cold weather. Um, it's when somebody famous said the uh, coldest winter they've ever spent was a summer in San Francisco. <laughs> and that is so, so true. Okay. Um, and that's was the main reason why I chose. I wanted to get out of the heat, you know. Yeah. Antioch in the summertime, you know, is is you know right around a hundred all the time every day. So uh, going through football practices in double days and triple days and stuff like that, I, you know, if I had a choice to go to college, I guess I wanted to pick one where it was nice and cool. Yeah. So. Um, Went there, met my wife, uh, married 35 years now. Congratulations. So, yeah, thanks. Um, so that was great. Uh, uh, met her there at San Francisco State, uh, dated. And um, uh, actually, when I started wrestling for uh, the AWA, I was just engaged. So I wasn't okay. actually married yet when I um took a cross-country trip to Minnesota, and um, she actually went with me uh, to the trip and to the um, Vern Gagne's uh, AWA uh, wrestling camp there, ah. and um, so I had somebody there with me, you know, at least for the first month or so before yeah. she, because she still was, was in college. She okay. still had a year to go. Wow. And, um, now, uh, four kids later, and we've got three grandkids right now. So Wonderful. Uh, That's great. It is. It is. I mean, sometimes I think, as, 
my wife and I feel like we're the only people that were grandparents. You know? We're like, oh, this is just the greatest thing, grandkids. And yeah. I just really love spoiling them. God, yeah. I just love getting in trouble from everybody because I'm spoiling <laughs> those grandkids. Yeah. This is very cool. I have grandkids too. I know how you how oh, you feel. Yeah, yeah I yeah, do. You feel yeah. like sometimes you're the only ones, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. You were uh, went to San Francisco. I was actually uh, I lived in Sacramento for about well two years. It was my last. I was in the army, and uh, my last two years before I retired, I was a, a ROTC instructor at Sacramento State. So we used to go to San Francisco, uh, pretty frequent. And the weather, you're right, it's, it's a big difference. Even from Sacramento, it's a couple hours away, but it's, it's a lot cooler down there. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I understand that. So yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting. A lot of connections with, San, with Sacramento State. My, yeah. uh, daughter, uh, got a scholarship, a rowing okay. scholarship. Oh, okay. Sacramento State. My, Son, my oldest son, uh, graduated from Sacramento State. All right. My third son um, actually got his uh, master's degree at Sacramento State. So yeah. got a lot of connections there yeah. and, a, and a lot of money there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good school. Uh, I, I enjoyed really it. Really nice school. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed nice. when I was there. But, uh, yeah, it was great. So let's talk about a little bit. You, you mentioned Vern's camp. Kind of walk us through how that was, uh, that experience for you. Well, that experience was, uh, you know, because you go in, you you know, you're, you're not, they don't teach you about the business. Right. Um, you go in, you know, thinking things are legit and stuff like that. I was, I was a, a pretty good amateur wrestler. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, wrestled uh, all my life and um actually did olympic trials and, oh wow yeah yeah so i was um really a good amateur wrestler so um a buddy of mine uh went to high school with uh jeff jensen um big into wrestling a mm-hmm. huge wrestling fan um He'd we'd go to his house and he'd have magazine wrestling magazines and you know we'd sit there and look through the wrestling magazines and he was just really really big into wrestling and and my my wrestling was I remember I was the youngest of four kids myself so um, my memories of wrestling was with um, my mom Mm -hmm. (laughs) my my dad was a firefighter so he was you know they work 24 hour days. So yeah. you know, a lot of times he didn't come home at night, Friday nights, uh, the three older, my older siblings would, would go off and be with their friends and stuff. But I was the young kid that stayed home with mom and, yeah. and mom and I would sit there and, and watch wrestling Friday night wrestling, um, with uh, Leo Namalini's group. Ah, okay. Yeah. Sam- Disco with mm-hmm. Ray Stevens and Pat Patterson and and Haystacks Calhoun and just would sit there with my mom and we'd just be you know Friday nights was our night you know wrestling on TV and 
we'd sit there, eat snacks, sit popcorn, just the two of us. And, and that's, you know, my introduction to wrestling. So that's, I knew a bit about wrestling and yeah. so, um, got hooked up, um, going to Vern Gagne's camp and, um, that it was experience. I mean, thank God for my wrestling background because um, Brad's wrestling background was, you know, he was an Olympic wrestler himself, yeah. like a Roman, and so you you got to his camp and, and you know the business was the business still and nobody knew anything about it and so you you got to his camp and you know you start off there's you know thirty forty. 50 guys at the camp Mm -hmm. but the camp was real I mean you wrestled you pounded each other you wrestled like you were if if I was wrestling on the Olympic team I mean he just stretched you and and tangled you and but I could handle it because I had that experience yeah what he wanted to do was weed all these guys out out of there that you know just thought Mm -hmm. You know, easy, fake, phony, yeah. blah, 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 this and that. So what he did was he weeded everybody out. Mm-hmm. And he actually weeded everybody out. <laughs> I was the only one that uh, lasted. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I got through the camp. And um, was one of the best things is, you know, when I got through the camp and they, you know, kind of smartened me up a bit, mm-hmm. um, one of the AWA promoters at the time was Ray Stevens, who was my idol growing up. Yeah. And so Ray came to the camp and worked and worked out with us one day at the camp, teaching us uh, stuff. Uh, yeah. That that was just a highlight for me to yeah. be working with Ray Stevens and seeing yeah. him take that turnbuckle where he flips up and over <laughs> it. And God, I was just in heaven. Yeah. And from there they would. Um, they set me up into uh, job jobs in Canada, TV for Canada. Okay. They they set me up to go to Canada to do TV taping over there because it wasn't being shown in America. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they didn't have the cables and that access to where you feel something in Canada, you could see it all around the world. Yeah. Um, just literally just uh, we're in Canada. And um, – so I, I started there, and they gave me an alias because, you know, they saw potential that I could have. So instead of doing jobs as Earthquake Ferris in Canada, they they used to call me Big Ed Wilson. Oh, okay, uh, I didn't know that. See, that's something I didn't know. Big Ed Wilson uh, in Canada, TV. Yeah. Big Ed Wilson got beat up. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Wilson was a job boy there. Yeah. So um, we'd go like every three weeks, I think it was, a, a filming every three weeks. So we'd, oh, wow. we'd drive from uh, Minneapolis up to Canada, usually um, Winnipeg. That's, That's a little drive. That's a little drive. It was a drive, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was it, and, and we drove. You know, we didn't fly. We, we were the job boys, so... Um, we drove up there. Yeah. And so that's, that's where I first started learning uh, the profession there. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's, that's uh, I, you know, I've heard, uh, I've had on here, 
guys that went to Vern's camp in in the early 70s when it was uh, oh, Billy Robinson and Vern doing it. And they said they they worked them pretty good. And from what you described about Brad Riggins, it sounds like pretty similar. They, you know, they, they say that that was one of the toughest but most realistic training camps for wrestlers to go through. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I haven't been to any other ones, but I'll tell you what, to survive, to yeah. survive Brad Rangins and, and the Verdania camp and school like that, that was pretty awesome. And nice thing about it was that, uh, you know, I'm from California, you know, mm-hmm. and so, um, I, I was able to stay at Brad's place in, um, in Burnsville, I believe it was Burnsville, Minnesota. I was able to stay with him. He had a huge place where they trained everybody and stuff. Wow. And I trained uh, uh, Leon White, Leon the Baby Bull White. Ah, Vader, yeah. I was. I trained him. Wow. And I trained the uh, Nasty Boys. I was the trainer for the Nasty Boys. See, I didn't know that either. See, that yeah. didn't come up. So that's yeah. interesting because those guys obviously were yeah, very successful. Sense. They made it big, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, and you know that—that's yeah. See, I didn't know that. I had no idea. That's that's why we have you on here. See, we learned stuff. <laughs> hey, you—you you picked a good person. Of course, I did. <laughs> you know, and that was a good part too. When I reached out to you, uh, I'll let the fans know here that you responded right away. You didn't take like a week or two weeks. And you responded right away, and we, we corresponded, and we got everything uh, put together pretty quick. And, and I appreciate that because sometimes it takes a lot of asking, and, and, I, and I hate to be like a pest. So if I, you know, two or three times that they don't respond or I just kind of move on. But I really, again, appreciate you coming on here today. Well, it, I'm, so I, I'm honored that you, that you asked me. I'm, no, I, I – that's an honor. I'm honored. You know, like I said, and for I want to talk about for your size back then. I mean, you were a big guy, but mm-hmm. you could move and you yeah. could do the moves. You could do the drop kicks. You could, I mean, you're one of the few that were for a big guy that could move. Was that when you, you talked about your wrestling experience and everything? I mean, I'm sure you had a, a regiment of things that you did to get in that kind well, of shape, but. The, one of the best best thing that happened to me was with me it was was my I love sports yeah I, I love being athletic yeah I was three hundred pounds in high school but you know what I played football mm-hmm. I wrestled yeah I did track and field you know I yeah. I was a three sport person in high school. And they ended up doing three sports in college, which oh, wow. is unheard of. Nobody yeah. in college, you know, would do three sports. I did three sports in college. And, yeah. you know, it's just I kept myself active, active, active. You would think I, I'd have been 100 pounds with all the activity I did, but I'd eat 100 pounds. <laughs> so, well, that's I, the thing is that, you know, as long as you're active – and you stay, you eat the right stuff, you know, there's people, there was a, what's that, Michael uh, Phelps, the Olympic swimmer, ate 10,000 calories a day. 
when he yeah. was active swimmer. Yeah. yeah. But he was in great shape. And kind of like yeah. you, I'm sure you know, you were a big guy. You're strong and athletic and yeah. could move. And, and I think that's what made a lot of people watch you. At least it did me. When you were on TV and you were on, I was like, man, that guy can move for how big he is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was amazing. I, I I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people did. Yeah. So. It, it said it had to do with with just playing three sports and growing up just doing sports all yeah. the time. Yeah. That's yeah. that's I pretty mean, amazing. They have the video games they have now. <laughs> yeah. 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 When I you know there's no uh, video game. Yeah. No. 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 We had a little, I had an Atari, but I didn't get to play it very often because I was limited. My parents were pretty like, you only yeah. play it for an hour or whatever, that's it. So, yeah, yeah nowadays they, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> that's all they do now. Yeah, 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 true. Even in, even in PE classes, they'll sit there on their phones <laughs> playing video games. So, it's like, what te- the hell? Yeah, so you teach at a high school, you said. In, in, yes. So, what do you, what do you, what do you teach? I am a PE teacher. So ah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I got my degree at San Francisco State in my credential there also. So. That's great. But some of the, you know, a lot of guys that are in the wrestling business, once they do their run, sometimes it's hard for them to get, you know, back into normal society. And, you know. That, that sort of was easy for me. I, I right. had something to fall back on. Right. A lot of and guys maybe, don't. Maybe because I had something to fall back on, it was easier for me to to walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a, 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 a six months in Europe uh, for Otto Vance's. Uh, oh Europe yeah, Otto tour. And you know, um, I, I, my wife was pregnant with my first son at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was I was away from my wife. I was away from my pregnant wife and. You know, it was it was my first child, and it, you know, what what type of fatherhood, what type of a parent do I want to be? You know, and yeah. you know, and I was gone, and I was in Europe, and it was, you know, I kind of made my decision at that point in time. You know what? I I think I want to to be a, a a father that my kids are going to know mm-hmm. and raise my kids. And yeah. not have somebody else raise them, and yeah. so I made a decision, like I said, and and then I had <clears throat> my degree, I had my credential, so it was it was easy for me to walk away and yeah. just say, you know, hey, a great experience, <laughs> never not be grateful for the experience I had. Yeah, but it was it was it's also nice that I was able to walk away and and to to raise my family the yeah. way I wanted to have it raised with my wife. That's good. A lot of people have a hard time walking away or they don't have something to, to, to fall back on because you see guys and I'm not knocking anybody, first of all, but you see guys that are still doing it that are in their, you know, sixties and early seventies and maybe they enjoy it. I don't know. Uh, I just, I don't know. You kind of reach a point in your life where physically, unless you're in phenomenal shape at that age, it's kind of hard, but I mean, I don't know. I've, I've never done it, so I can't really talk negative about it. Uh, but I would think it, you know, when you're in your sixties and you're still wrestling, you've done it for, 
you know, 30, 40 years, it takes a pounding on you. I'm sure you took some poundings in your time. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's yeah. growing yeah. up, growing old is not nice. No, I, I'm with you. <laughs> it's not a good thing growing old. Um, you know, the other day I reached for the phone and I popped something out. <laughs> so I said, reaching for the damn phone. I hurt myself. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, at this point in my my stage in life where, you know, I'm, I'm getting close to retirement and stuff like yeah. that, but, uh, I can, you know, think that I that I do. I, I do have a, a, a knee replacement, so I've, I've had a knee replacement. Yeah. You know, I dislocated a shoulder when I wrestled, and I and I feel that on cold weather. I, you know, the shoulder, yeah. you know, the aches and stuff like that. But I, I am happy I, I get out, you know, yeah. pretty much. In. Yeah. So you worked for, you know, basically the big three when you were, when you were in. Yeah. What was the most? I had, I, I obviously, I, I could say with full confidence that it's called having a cup of coffee with the WWF. <laughs> I had a cup of coffee with the WWF. Uh, yeah. I didn't have a whole lot of uh, time there, but AWA did spend many years there. And uh, I was going to ask you, what was your, what was the place you liked to work at the most? Was it was it AWA? Was it WCW? Was it WWF? Um. Well, WWF had had the big big houses. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, we got paid by, you know, at that point in time, you got paid by the uh, size of the house. Mm-hmm. Whatever the house brings in is is what we got a share of. Um, there was no such thing as contracts. Yeah. So, um, so the houses with the WWF were bigger. Um, my stay with the WCW wasn't. Um, uh, then, I mean, the best part about that was, uh, you know, going on uh, road trips with, uh, you know, The Rock. I, I would go with uh, Rocky Johnson and, uh, you know, Dwayne would be with us. That was, oh, yeah, yeah. That was pretty funny, fun memories. Um, so, I mean, but the AWA, I would have to say, was, um, was my most enjoyable, uh, just – I got a camaraderie with, yeah. with, with the wrestlers. Um, you know, you had the older wrestlers that, mm-hmm. you know, I was made friends with, yeah. life lifelong friends with. I mean, just, you know, um, and then there was a young group of us, uh, yeah. you know, Kurt, uh, Scott, uh, Midnight Rockers. Uh, we were all the same age, so. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we had that the the youth camaraderie, you know, with with that, and like I said, the older guys that were there um, as our mentors and stuff like that were great men. Yeah. Uh, like said, Ray, Ray Stevens, um, Sergeant Slaughter, uh, Baron Van Roschke, uh you know, the Sheik. Me, uh, the Sheik, and I got along really well because. You know, he was uh, Iraqi and I was Lebanese. So, yeah. but he tried to talk to me in 
in Arabic and and I'm going sheep. My my parents were <laughs> spoke it. I didn't speak it. I, you know, and, hey, what's the matter with you? You yell at me. Learn the language. <laughs> I'm a tough enough time learning English. <laughs> oh, Arabic. Let's uh. So you know, you mentioned some guys that uh, you know, you train the nasty boys. You train Vader. Yeah. Um, and you worked with the Rockers, the young guys, Kurt Hennings, Scott Hall. Who was one of your favorite persons to work with in the ring, either as a uh, an opponent or as a tag team partner with you? Um, the one I enjoyed the most uh, would be uh, Playboy Buddy Rose. Mm, yeah. Uh, Playboy, we would do a 15 to 20 minute match. And I wouldn't break a sweat. <laughs> that was so much fun. Because he would just go out there and just just get so much heat for just walking out there. And, you know, yeah. you know the whole, I don't weigh 271, I weigh 217. <laughs> the crowd would just go yeah. crazy. And he yeah. would just, like I said, 20 minutes the match, we do the final the final thing where we're done. 20 minutes we put in. Yeah. So that was always, God, I always enjoyed working with him because it was just, I I guess it was a walk in the park, as they would yeah. say. It would just be a walk in the park. Yeah. I've heard a lot of good things the about. The person but, of all time was, was Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, yeah. Okay. He, he just. You know, I I don't know. I felt like I was Gilligan to him as him as the skipper. You know, I was his little buddy. You <laughs> yeah. know, you're my little hair, but I'm a little buddy. You know, and yeah, he'd mess up my hair or something. <laughs> you know, just Sergeant was just great to to be around and, and yeah. to go to the bars with and just that type of stuff. But yeah. as far as working, Playboy Buddy Rose, man, yeah. that was. That was the ultimate. I've heard a lot of good things about Buddy Rose. Uh, helped out a lot of people. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's too bad he passed away, you know, a number of years ago. Uh, but I, I remember when he was on, he would, he would just get under my skin. Yeah. He did his job well. He did. He, he, he him did. and, and, uh, Pretty Boy Doug Summers when they were the champs. And Sherry Martell, and oh, they just get under my skin. They did their job, yeah, very well. I will say yeah. that, and and uh, yeah, so so uh, kind of a tough question. I was going to ask you, who was the person that you didn't care to work for? And if you don't want to answer that, I understand. Um, you know, I you know, I never had a beef with anybody. I, I sort of was just this really young, naive kind of get along with everybody type of person. Yeah. So I, I really, you know, if, if I had a gun in my head and I'd have to think of somebody, I guess it might be Kevin Kelly. Oh, um, yeah. Kevin, Kevin Kelly. would work really, really rough. Yeah. He would, you know, because I was, like I said, I, you know, was trained and, you know, learned from top top trainers, you know, right. top yeah. of the line and, and mm-hmm. how to do things and, and how not to hurt anybody. And, you know, so I was, I really had some really good training when it came to that. And 
uh, Kevin didn't. And, and the fact of the matter was that, you know, a lot of people, uh, a lot of times Vern, or actually it was Greg Ganya, would book me with, with Kevin is because um, he knew I could handle Kevin and, and yeah. his roughness and, and stuff like that. But I never had a beef with Kevin. Yeah. I just didn't enjoy working with Kevin. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's about the best way I could put that. I just yeah. didn't enjoy working with him. Yeah. Never had a beef with him. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a beef with anybody. I, I really was able to get along with, with everybody. Yeah. That's kind of, that's, that's pretty rare. You didn't have any real heat with anybody. Yeah. I mean, there's been a few guys I've talked to in the past, but uh, that's good though. I mean, yeah, that, that says a lot about you as a person that. Yeah. It, that, that is me in a, in a nutshell, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You know, it comes, you know, just like, uh, you know, you know, what I, what I'm working on, what I'm doing now, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of things, a lot of the project that I do, I like doing is, uh, is I work with special needs kids. Okay. Uh, I, I put on, um, we have a league, uh, it's called Unified Basketball. Okay. It, it's a group of uh, special needs kids and regular ed, ed kids that will be on the same court together and, you know, the regular ed kids would, you know, help support the special needs kids in basketball games. And I'm, I'm the coach and, you know, one of their original league, you know, uh, finders to this. And so we, we, you know, we do that. It's just sort of my personality is, is that I, you know, I have a special needs son myself. Um, my second oldest son is uh has autism severely autistic and um so just you know learning patience with him and uh, he's 31 and he's nonverbal. he lives at home with us still and you know that's just my nature i guess yes no i i have a special needs son too he's 27 uh he's autistic um wow yeah, he uh, but he he's verbal, but he's very it's pretty much yes and no. Um, uh, he lives less verbal than mine's verbal. <laughs> he he'll tell me yes and no, mostly no. Yeah, and, uh, he'll tell me when yeah. he's hungry. Yeah, 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 and you know that's <laughs> having a conversation with. No. I'm not gonna get one from him. No, you're not gonna get a conversation with him very much either. You gotta. No. It's like pulling he's teeth. He's gonna let me know if he's hungry or not, and what exactly. he wants. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I understand that. Uh, I. And I appreciate what you do for that because that takes a lot of uh, time. Yeah. And, and uh, with the special needs events that you do uh, yeah. with other children, that takes a lot of time and, and a lot of effort and a lot of patience. Very rewarding. For yeah. Me. And it is rewarding, you know. Uh, and, and I appreciate that. So thank you for doing that oh. kind of stuff. That's 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 great. Of, that shows how much good character you have. Oh, really well, it's something that I'm thinking I might even when I retire, maybe I'll still uh, keep doing something yeah. like that and, and keep that league going and, yeah. and being a part of it. So that's great. Yeah. You know, you were on some uh, big events from what I've read um, in the AWA. Um, you were at Battle of the Bay, which was in uh, San Fran. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and the brawl in St. Paul. How was that experience? I mean, I know it was, it was a big event, 
Did you have any, was it any different to you as far as the, I don't know, the leading up to it, uh, the promoting, the, uh, did you get butterfly? I mean, yeah, yes, uh, definitely. Um, especially the San Francisco one, because it's my backyard. Yeah. That was in my, in my hometown. And so, um, you know, if I'd said I had a couple hundred people there just to see me, that might be understating it. Yeah. So, um, you know, all my other shows, there's just my wife that would be with me. Yeah. But, you know, wrestling in San Francisco and in Oakland and stuff like that was, that's when all the family and friends would, would, would come out. And so that, I was nervous for that, you know, and I just didn't want to mess up or screw up or do something dumb or, so that was very, so, you know, a funny thing about it as far as getting tired or, or is if you're nervous is when you, you run out of air, you know, is, is when you're nervous is when you, you know, you can't breathe out there. You know, it's, it's when I was relaxed and like I said, wrestling in Minnesota and in, you know, front of 10, 12,000 people, that was nothing. I was, you know, I could, you know, do a, an Irish jig out there and not feel <laughs> anything about it, but you know, wrestling nervous or getting nervous and exciting in, in front of my, you know, home crowd and fans and stuff like that, that, that's where I would, um, lose, lose my air and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, it was so funny. My, my wife, uh, asked, asked me, she goes, uh, what's the battle of the bay? I said, oh, that's, um, you know, where the San Francisco Giants play the Oakland A's. You know, they call that the Battle of the Bay. And she goes, well, why is this guy, have uh, Brian, have it here as Battle of the Bay that you wrestled in it and stuff? I go, oh, that's what what we called when we wrestled in San Francisco. We called that Battle of the Bay. You know, but now, for me, Battle of the Bay is the Giants versus the A's. Yeah, yeah. Well, I kind of forgot that's, that's what that was called back then. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah. No, I remember that. I actually just watched it um, a while back the on YouTube, and uh, it was a good card. It was a great card, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I believe, if I remember, I think you won your your, yeah. your match. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't going to lose at home. <laughs> no, no, you don't want to lose at home. I lose. I lose all those other towns. <laughs> don't make me lose in my own backyard. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, because they said you were from uh, yeah. uh, San Fran, I believe, or Oakland. I don't yeah. remember which one they said, but yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Uh, the brawl in St. Paul. Uh, that was a pretty another big match. Uh, that was, like, I think, on Christmas Day, yeah. I believe. Yeah. It's funny, those Christmas shows in in Minneapolis. Oh yeah. my God, those houses! Everybody came to them. I yeah. mean, it was like uh, you know, my mom. You know, when I was like, hey, are you coming home for Christmas and this and that? It was like, no. <laughs> show, my biggest payday is Christmas night. Yeah. So we'll pack, we'll pack whatever it is, you know, yeah. whatever it can hold. We would have packed it in Minnesota. Yeah. And, and it's odd because you would think people would want to stay home, but I guess, and I understand it now, it's like, okay, you had your Christmas dinner, you had your Christmas presents open in the morning or early afternoon. 
what else is there to do? Let's have a wrestling show that night and entertain some fans. Exactly. And, and they it worked. Would pack it. Oh my God, they would pack it. Yeah. I mean, that was their tradition. Yeah. I, I swear to God, I asked somebody, I said, why are you showing up? This is our tradition. We've been doing this since, since we could remember. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we go to church, we eat our late lunch, dinner, early dinner, and we head out to the wrestling show. Yeah. That yeah. was it. That was their that was tradition. Yeah. That's what they did every year. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was just telling my, you know, and the great, I swear to God, um, they stole the scene, the scene from, um, uh, was Christmas story, the scene from the Christmas story where they had to go to a Chinese restaurant. And he, do you remember that scene? Yes, I do. <laughs> I swear to God, that happened to me and my wife. We did that. We went, and I swear to God, they sat there and sang to us, rah, 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 rah. I swear. I mean, I, somebody filmed that that. That story took it from my life. Yeah. You know, my wife and I, the only two people at a, at a restaurant, it was a Chinese restaurant. We're the only two people in the place on Christmas Eve, or yeah, Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah, because like I said, we were, we had the big show Christmas Day, so. Yeah. That's funny. So, uh, yeah, do you watch any wrestling today? I do not now. Okay. I I do. Uh, I, I did enjoy The Rock and Stone Cold mm-hmm. um, when when they were having their thing going. That was pretty interesting and stuff. Yeah. By the time um, my kids were at the age to where they were able to watch wrestling, wrestling turned. Um, yeah. It went from when I was when I was wrestling when when you were watching it with me, we were to bring in the kids and the kids would have the parents. That's you know the kids would bring the parents. Yeah. And then the demographic thing changed right when my kids were about right in that age to where they decided, well, let's get the males from eighteen to forty or whatever. And go for them, and they had the, you know, negligee uh, matches, yeah. and just stuff that I wasn't real proud of or yeah. proud to be a part of, and yeah. and have my kids um, to to watch that or, or to see that and stuff. It wasn't um, what I, I I I wanted, so I really stopped watching, stopped yeah. everything completely. Now, like I said, when, you know, The Rock and, and Stone Cold did, had their thing going, that was pretty fun. And yeah. uh, it was, that was, I, I kind of started watching a little bit again. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking about the, the classics, uh, ESPN classics, we were, uh, I took, took my family to Disneyland. So we're at Disneyland. I have my whole family there. And, um, we went, uh, we closed the park. The park ended, it closed like about 10 o'clock or so. So we mm-hmm. closed it. And so we went to go to dinner. And the only places open around there was the, uh, ESPN zone, um, cafe or dining area. It's called the ESPN zone. Mm-hmm. So you can go and eat there. Right. 
so we, I, you know, took my whole family. We, we're all there sitting down eating and we're ordering and this and that. And all of a sudden, um, you know, there's 10, 12 TVs around. And my daughter goes, Daddy, Daddy, that's you out there. That's you, Rasputin. <laughs> and we all stopped. We all looked. We all looked at And here I was, the SPN Classic. And there I am, jumping wow. in the middle of the ring. Here yeah. we are. You're at Disneyland watching Daddy on the ring, you know, and he's, they really didn't see me or, or know, you right. know, about my business or what I did beforehand and stuff. And so it was really, really fun. Yeah. I mean, the waiters stopped, you know, they're all looking and the cooks <laughs> come out and that's him, that's him, you know. Yeah. That's great. That's so funny. That was pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting to see yourself on TV. Yeah. yeah, with my kids for like the first time. That was, yeah, that That's, was that was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, and and like I said, in Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, in Disneyland. Yeah, it wasn't even in our at our home. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about what uh, you talk about your teacher. Is there any projects you're working on right now or anything that? Uh... Um. Well, like I, you know, I I'm in the, I told you about the unified basketball. Yep. So. Um, I put on a fishing derby. I, oh. I, yeah, I've been doing it for uh, about 20 years. Uh, oh. we, we do an Antioch High School fishing derby. Um, we have this, this big, big fish out here called a sturgeon. Okay. It, it's a massive, huge fish. And so we um, we fish, and, you know, biggest sturgeon that weighs in wins, wins the pot, and Proceeds go back to the high school, the sports program. And um, so I do that. I do unified basketball. Um, being a grandfather, that's, that's my, my main project, uh, being a, you know, grandparent, you know, with my wife and um, looking forward to retirement. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I haven't got a, not going to write a book or anything. Or, no, yeah. I'm sure you have some interesting stories. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I think they'll die with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate it. I know the fans that are either watching this or listening to it appreciate all you what you've done and brought to the business. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, Earthquake Ferris. Sir, thank thank you you for coming on. I appreciate it. My pleasure. I really enjoyed this. This was fun. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, fans, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, this is the Total Package of Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast. And I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet as well as Dr. John as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it will take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, ProWrestlingInterviews.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.
Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOC Nation. Bill After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my... Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, well, I want to say one thing. Uh, Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. Bill after, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it, it was uh, uh, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a Did loss. Did have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is that the rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. 
each and every Thursday night. Check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. 